What was your idea about process? Oh, the process. The process of taking pictures? No, no, more than that. Zoom out more. Uh, I, I read some quote. You know who Michael Beirut is? Mm, vaguely. Some fancy Wait, no, I don't. Fancy. He's a fancy designer. He works at Pentagram. My friend, okay, yeah. my friend Josh used to work for him. Okay. And uh, I can't remember where I saw it. I'm sure if I dig into my reader, I'll be able to find it. Um, but I remember him. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into it now and find it because it's probably it's a short little blurb that I can read aloud. And um, it really just hit me. Um, I just don't know how to spell his fucking name. Oh, hang on a second. B-E-I-R-U-T. Oh, really? Look at you. What, are you looking it up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where it is in a second. Ah, uh, la la la. Where is it? Or maybe I start it. Let me see if I start it. Because it, it had a video attached to it that I wanted to watch. You saw that CeeLo fuck you video, right? Here we go. Michael Beirut. I don't consider myself creative. Um, and here's the quote. Uh, I don't consider myself creative. I don't have ideas that I want to express that I make up myself. I can't think of any personal projects that I've done. I just don't work that way. The reason I became a designer is I wanted to help. I wanted people to come to me with problems I can solve. I know how to do that, and I can pre- and I can be creative. Then, I feel like I'm a doctor, and I can't just practice medicine on myself. So I need patients who are sick. The sicker, the better. In fact, interesting. And, and that that kind of really hit me because uh, I there's a lot of a lot of things about that that make me feel, you know, the same sort of way. Like I, I can't, there's a there's definitely a part of me that feels I'm like that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Maybe that's the difference between um, an artist in the sort of art sense and uh, a technician, you know, a, a craftsman. Or an artisan, maybe, is the word. Artisan. Could be a word. Yeah. It's like a lot of artists do what they do for its own sake. He's saying, I never do anything for its own sake. Mm-hmm. I do only for other people's sake. Right. Or for a problem's sake. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about it, too. And, and, here's, and here's another thing um, that sort of to come around to what we were talking about. Or we didn't really talk about it. But one of the reasons, um, one of my personal philosophies, I, I've, I've grown out of most of the, uh, you know, platform bigotry habits that come from younger, you know, younger ill-informed uh, ignorance, so to speak. Sure. Um, however, at the end of the day, when, when somebody asks me, hey, man, what do you, what do you prefer? Uh, I still prefer, you know, Macintosh computers and, and Nikon cameras. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting about those two particular brands or styles or whatever the hell you want to call it is that uh, they're both, in, in a way, they're both minorities. Um, True. Yeah, Macintoshes are obviously, you know, uh, you know, have been the a minority player in that in the the personal computer game for for years. Um, and Nikon's, while you know, in the in the sixties and seventies and even the early eighties, enjoyed a majority in the uh, thirty-five millimeter, you know, SLR world. Uh, once Canon's autofocus and digital thing came around, um, everything changed. And if you walk into a rental shop right now, you know, and want to want to rent some pro gear. Uh, the ratio of Nikon to Canon is like I don't know seventy thirty. It's like five to one. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty stacked. I mean, and you know that's 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 economy right there. It's like you know, well, we we have that because that's what people ask for. You know, that's what our sure. that's what our business dictates. So, but I, you know, the one thing I would say about I'm agreeing with what you're saying, and I'll let you continue in one second. The one thing I will say is that. I don't think that there is a big of a difference between Canon and Nikon as there is between, say, Macintosh and Windows. Well, relevant to what I'm talking about, there is. Which is what? Which is this. Um, uh, the, the reasons I like to use those things, both mm-hmm. of those particular things, 
uh, are pretty much the same. And this kind of echoes back to an, a point I made earlier in, in an earlier conversation, which is I am really uh, not infatuated, but I'm really attached to, fond of, um, affected by the the process, the actual experience of of using the product, of using the device, of, you know, however you might be using it. Um, the actual interface, the actual handling, the, you know, all of that stuff, it really, it really speaks to me in a very solid, profound way. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm really sensitive to that. And I noticed that there's a huge difference between the way, the, you know, the two companies in question here, or four companies, I guess you could say, um, in the camera side, you know, Canon versus Nikon, and then the computer side, Microsoft right. versus Apple, they both have really fundamentally different approaches to the user interface and, and, and the overall design and feel. And uh, I just, I don't think I'll ever be able to, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I, 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 I've obviously I've adapted and it's not like yeah. I won't. Obviously, I won't. either of us can get along with any of these systems. Of course, of course. And, right. you know, and I can't, and, and I'm, you know, I'll even fully admit that there are definitely, you know, re, <laughs> you know, the, the, the products, you know, the, the end result. Uh, they speak for themselves, you know. I mean, Canon. Sure. I, I love the shots that come out of Canons. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that Canons make bad work or anything like that. But what I can, what I can still truly and personally, you know, firmly say is that the the user experience of just picking one of these things up and holding them, or spending, you know, an afternoon with one under your hands, uh, it just isn't the same, man. There's just there's there's so many little subtle differences that sure. just don't fucking work for me. Um, and I just, you know, that's just the way, that's just the way I feel. It's but really, you know, what's interesting about it is that I've been reading this book. Uh, where the hell is it? Hold on a second. Books. Here it is. Shop class as soul craft. Yeah. So I've actually been reading it now. And there's something in here that, cause you know, uh, something in here that's really interesting. He talks about, um, a modern Mercedes. If you go and buy a forty, fifty thousand dollars Mercedes right now, new Mercedes don't have dipsticks anymore. You can't check your own oil. You can't really add your own oil. You know that that like that your your experience with your car is is like multiple levels removed from your reality you know no you, you absolutely could and but but it was but it's interesting he's just like i don't under, quite understand why he's saying you know what was wrong with the idiot light and the dipstick you know that we needed to put a whole other layer of possible failure of sensors on top of it that makes it so you couldn't even check even if you wanted to. You know what I mean? And basically it means that it basically it comes down to, you know, Mercedes wanting you to bring your stuff in and pay for service probably ultimately. Um, I think, I think that ultimately some people at Mercedes did some Excel spreadsheet calculations and figured out what the, percentage of users who check their oil and fill their oil and how much that causes problems that people bring into the service centers that they have to do under warranty versus doing it under I bet you it's it's some sort of calculation of overall whatever this guy's point though is that this is but th this makes you it, I guess what I'm saying is that for somebody who is so tactile and and thing orientated so I guess what I'm saying is that I, I sort of took what he – there's a lot of things in this book that I don't agree with. But one thing he did – was getting at was that the, the, one of the reasons why I use a Windows machine is because I like building my own machines. Mm. And I like knowing that if something goes wrong, mm -hmm. I can tear into it and find it and fix it, mm -hmm. you know, where – Macintosh is for all the normal people who haven't been Mac geniuses and don't have access to all the parts mm -hmm. are black boxes, essentially. Absolutely. You know, which is has a lot of good characteristics, but it also is sort of like 
there's this machine that is, you know, what allows me to do what I do every day. And I have, most people have no idea how it works, have no idea what all the parts are inside, have no idea what to do if it breaks. Right. And I like the idea that it's like, it's like I not only did I build, not only do I build my art, but I built some of the tools that help me make my art. You know what I mean? I totally know. Like what you kind mean. of th- from the ground up, I guess. No, it's it's like a musician building their own instrument or a hunter that, building their own spear or whatever. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? I totally know what you mean. And and I think I think that that's one of the reasons why I use the machines I do and I don't know, it's just something I came with thought through the other day. No, I I I get that. And and um there's even a part of me what's interesting is that there's still, you know, a fair a fair nerd factor involved with the 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 higher end um macintosh geek um where those specs all you know are really really well you know well regarded or whatever you want to call people take it really seriously yes you know and um you know the whole build your own thing i mean apple does a pretty reasonable job of giving you uh, you know some options um, they charge a fortune for them but yeah they're they're there (laughs) yeah but yeah I, i guess so i mean the the thing um Again, obviously, I, I full disclosure here. I worked for Apple for some time, um, and I, you know, I've obviously sold Apple products for one job or another over the past, you know, ten, twelve years. Um, but the point, you know, I, I'm not as hung up on the price thing as uh, as as you are, um, because I sort of understand, and I've already kind of come to terms and accepted with, you know, wh- where the money goes, you know, and well, I and I, and I feel like. Sure. Okay, the money goes to markup is what it goes to. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean, dude. No, uh-huh. I know that. I yes, they have their designers, and yeah, they think these things through and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. they make massive amounts of of profit on top of whatever it is. It's not that like that money's going back to make better products. But that's a yeah, it is, dude. That's exactly what it is. No, what it's not. Mean? It's going to forty billion dollars in cash that's sitting on you know in their bank account for them to buy crap if they want it. Well, that's how they run their business. No, I understand that, but I, I think that I think it's disingenuous to say that and not think that you know what if they charged nineteen ninety nine for a Mac Pro instead of twenty four ninety nine that their computer would be anything less than. No, I, I agree, but um, what about the science or the mathematics of economy? You know, of supply and demand. No, no, no. I understand that, but I'm just saying that you're saying, oh well, it doesn't matter if it costs more because it costs more because it's so fantastic, which they're very nice, but. They no, can be just as fantastic that's not, that's and not, not cost why, as much no, as they I'm do. No, I'm not saying they cost more because they're fantastic. Uh, they, in fact, some of their shit's awful. Um, I'm not a you know a you know whatever you want to call it. One of those. You're saying they so, cost more of, because they're boutique. I'm saying they cost like more high because, in fashion. Uh, well, here, as I understand it, I mean, I was I didn't, um, I wasn't really involved in this aspect of the company, but I, I've been paying attention for a while. So my interpretation is. The way Apple has sort of uh, structured themselves in, is is that they they sort of they made a pretty serious investment in um, in the back end, so to speak. Um, they, unlike any other company that does what they do, um, I, I, you can't really compare Microsoft. There aren't really any companies. Yeah, because Microsoft's only half. You know. Yep. Um, so if you were to somehow marry. Microsoft and HP or something like that together, Microsoft and Dell together, um, you know, and, and weigh in all of the time and energy and resources that it takes to properly integrate harmoniously, aesthetically, uh, the hardware and the software uh, in, the, in the fashion that Apple has done. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard fucking job, man. There's, there's a lot of shit that, you know, that goes into that. And um, at the end of the day... The only way that you can recoup that that time and money spent is 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 by selling something physical, something something that people can uh, can can take away, you know, like like a box, you know, and that's why you know that's where Apple makes their their money, um, and and so so my again my my interpretation of how it works is, regardless of how awesome or or not awesome any Apple product is, they factor into the price the the, the markup that you're talking about. 
that whatever that ten or fifteen or I think up to thirty percent. Some some of their products they make an insane margin oh, no, on. No, they make more than way more than thirty percent. They they yeah, their profit's huge. It's it's amazing. Profit and margin th- is much higher than any other company in the industry. But what they do the the reason the reason they do that not, in, in addition to them being able to they just do that quote unquote they can get away with it. Yeah, there there is that factor. I mean, it's you know you charge what you can charge, and if if people think that you, what you're making is too expensive. Then they don't. They vote with their wallets. They don't right. buy. But but aside from that, aside from the fact that they can, they I, I think they do a pretty good job of putting the money back in. Um, especially when you look at some of the, um, like the number one thing off the top of my head is the way that their Apple Care arm works. Apple Care is is the sort of it's the company within the company that is in charge of all of their tech support. And that company, if you think of it, if you if you were to look at Apple Care as its own little company. That company works at operates at a tremendous loss, dude. They 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 spend so much money um, on on all kinds of things: training, facilities, um, you know, parts, shipping, shipping, dude. Shipping alone is insane because yeah, no, all that stuff is done next day. I um, no, I understand all of that. I'm yeah. saying though that like even all of that taken into account, mm-hmm. they still make a lot more money than any other company per dollar. Yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with right. you. I'm, so I'm saying all I'm saying is that they don't need right. to charge as much as they do for them to put the ser- to give you the same product and service as they do. So I think you're upset, at, or you're not upset, but your your take it is your take on it is that uh, they're too greedy. I think that they're a little greedy. Yeah. Okay. No, I can't disagree with that. I think. Uh, I think. I think they. I think they screw people because not screw people. I think that they take advantage of the situation that they have. In a in a, in a in a way that is not in line with their "we're here for you, the user" kind of vibe that they give off. But see, I mean, I I think I they need to I need to, they need to separate their advertising from their business things because I think that I think that I think they do a very good job doing PR to make themselves look like they actually care when in they reality. Do care. Uh, I well, they care well, because they're making a lot of money. No, but, but you're just you're just reinforcing my point, though. I mean, you're, you're making it sound you're, 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 the the complaints that you're making or the you know the claims that you're making are they, they claim it, to be different, but they're not different. They are different. How are they not different? We just said like ten minutes ago. We said that they're different because they do something. There's no other company like yes, them. Yes, they do both sides of the thing. But yeah. what I'm saying is that they they are they act as if they're a different kind of business. As in, like that they that they they make you feel like you're part of the family when you buy their products, and it's sort of it's the same kind of thing. Like, oh, you know what? Oh, we're all Yankees fans, so here, buy all this Yankees crap. But like, the Yankees don't give a shit about each individual fan. They just care that the people come and buy the tickets and buy the jackets. You know but what how, I mean? How I I know what you mean, but how can you how can you say that with such certainty? I mean, if you were to walk up to a Yankee player. Any right. I don't I dude, I don't know the first thing about Oh, baseball. the Yankee player, sure. But like And you were to ask him what he thinks of the average fan, I'm going to guess that, sure, you you will definitely find guys who are, you know, Yeah, I'm not talking about the players cuz the players are there sure. for some romantic reason anyway. <laughs> what do you mean romantic reason? They're oh, there they, because they, they can play baseball. Dude. Yeah, they're, but they're there because they Yeah, but those kinds of people they play baseball because, you know, they grew up with it and they always dreamt of playing for the Yankees and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the history know of that. playing on the same field as Mickey Mantle. And no, that's totally I guarantee a big part you, of it. I don't know the first thing about baseball, but I can guarantee you, because the fucking professional sports business is a business, I guarantee you there's at least one dude, probably more, who are on the New York Yankees who don't feel that way. Who were traded, or or you know, it was just too good of a deal to pass up. The money was right there, or maybe there's some familial obligation, like I wanted to be closer to my folks, or whatever. I'm telling you, okay, yeah, but it's a business. Well, it's a of business. course, it is, but but it's a business. That's that's my point about Apple too. But they but they make it right. seem as if it's more than a business. Well, to some people, it is more than a business, right? It's that, but that's almost a religious thing than it is. You could say that about lots yeah. of shit, though, dude. Absolutely. So it's I'm just but, saying, but with that but like that with them you have to admit that they are the ultimate in like modern sort of you know uh, 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 deified companies. They're definitely at the top of the list, man. Yeah. I don't know if they're the ultimate, but they're definitely up there. Yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo has a pretty uh, 
passionate following Rabbit as following well. Too. Yeah, absolutely. I just um, think it's all very. I just think it's all very interesting. All that. I, kind of I stuff completely agree with you. I, I'm not saying it's. I. I mean, my 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 only gripe or my my only uh, points of 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 dissension with you contention um, are are that you seem to be taking uh, your personal your, your your personal point of view about how the economy works, how business works, um, and are sort of applying it to to this one particular company. I, I feel like Apple in particular has a very, um, uh, it feels like a, a, uh, um, what are those called? A, um, monopoly. No, 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 not just, not just that. It, it feels like a, a televangelist. That's how it feels. Yeah, I can, I can. You know, totally, I mean, there's like this sense yep. that, like, oh, it's all about God and whatever it is. But well, like, here's here, sending the, here's the money. The thing. You know, it's like, yeah, well, there's, that's the, not really I hear the same that because and Apple, Apple knows this and is able to, you know, leverage it to its Absolutely. advantage. I, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Apple has known for a very long time that they have an extremely powerful brand with extremely passionate followers yes. and fans. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard. For, for, I have a hard time using the word or using the concept of religion because you know religion has is so, so loaded these days. I mean, there's. I guess. I guess you know, I just don't understand how your argument is that they are different, but you're also saying that they're not different. They're a business. It's like, well, which are they? Are they different or are they not different? No, what different from what? Every other company out there. In what respect? Well, the whole point about you bringing this up, well, the whole original thing was that yeah. Nikon and Apple are somehow different. Uh, well, oh, they're different. I, no, I didn't say that they're different. I said that they're minorities. Right. But you, you like both of those companies, not because they're minorities, but because... Because of the choices do... that they made. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. I, I, I particularly, I personally identify with the choices that those two companies in particular have made in regards to their design... Their user interface, the user experience—if you want to go that far—and uh, and just for whatever reason, those two companies, you know, laid their stuff out in a way that really makes a ton of sense to me. That actually, you know, invokes a, more of a more of a personal response than other companies. Sure. Um, and and I've, I you know and I feel like at this point, uh, do you think the life, Nikon given... thing is really though like how we talked about before? How you know you started with Nikon because of your father. It, that that was definitely my first exposure. I'm yeah. That that definitely had a lot to do with it. What, what's funny is that was my a Mac first your computer, first computer. I was just gonna say my first computer was a two eighty six, dude. It was a Dell before okay. they were called Dell. Right, and before um, Windows. And, yeah, way before Windows. I was rocking the DOS thing. I used a little weird. Um, my dad had this thing called Wonder Plus. It was spelled with a one, like the number one. Oh, that's the, so bad. The yeah, the letters D E R, and then I think either a, an actual plus or maybe the word plus, which is this weird little like. Uh, you know, browsy type thing. It was sort of like, it was, it was kind of like a pseudo GUI, you know, where you could use the arrow keys to navigate directories and stuff like that. Right. Anyway. Um, so, and I, you know, I had, it was freaking six, it had a flippable six, six or eight megahertz clock speed and a megabyte of Ram and an EGA graphics card and a Hayes 20, no, 1200 baud modem, which I upgraded to a 1200, 2400 baud modem, uh, uh, a 10, megabyte hard drive which i think later got to a 20 megabyte hard drive um i love that fucking thing man i I burnt that thing to the ground it was awesome and then i remember you know then i went over to my friend andy's house and andy's dad had a macintosh and man just the the even though it was black and white i'm like what what do you mean it's black and white what but then we started we, we played a game called dark castle which had this like really smooth fluid animation hilarious sound effects that sounded really good and just it just like just the way the mouse felt when you moved it around on the screen it just like sure that felt that just felt really right to me i'm like oh that's cool and i love the way that the key it had the super old school keyboard uh i wish i could i could make um a good it, 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 first of all it was it was this is pre-adb the the connection that the, these first gen macintoshes had to the computer was using a little it wasn't even rj11 it was the same two cable um, it was, you know, an RJ style Jack, um, like a phone style Jack, but the ones that go in the handset, I think it's an RJ nine. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so it was pre ADB and, and then this keyboard, when you hit it, it had this, there was a note, there was like this weird metal 
like grating underneath it or something that resonated every time you hit the no- hit, hit the keyboard. And if you were a fast and hard typist, it would sing. It would make this little this little note resonate. It was like as if the, the same sorts same the same sound I would say is as if you had a, a really nice fat heat sink, right. and you know like and then you drag your fingernails across the heat sink. Those yeah. like kind of plink, those like, like plinky plinky tiny type sounds. Yeah. Yeah, that was the sound that it would make. And uh, I can remember sleeping over at Andy's house, you know, in fourth or fifth grade and hearing his dad whacking away on the keyboard, you know, all the way in the basement where the, where the, where the machine was. Anyway, that, that's not why I'm using a Macintosh. I just had a weird, vivid memory there. Um, but the point I am is, watching Dark Castle original Macintosh version on YouTube right now. What? See what I'm saying? It's cool. It, is a, it, 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 was, it was awesome, dude, in fifth grade. I mean, that was, that was some really, yeah. really cool shit. But isn't um, this the same time that, like, King's Quest was out? Yeah, I love King's Quest. All the Sierra online games, man. King's Quest, yeah. Space, Space Quest. I actually bought fucking Leisure Suit Larry. Me and my friend Jeff <laughs> went in halfsies on that shit because we thought it was going to be awesome. It was not awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely not. But it was whatever. It was fun. I, I can sing you the fucking theme song from it, man. Yeah. It was it was the stupid little, you know, uh, f- what uh, EGA graphics thing. Yep. Um, oh my god, it was great. It had a pink box. Um, anyway, uh, going back to the Nikon thing. I, I took a big um, departure from cameras, um, from photography, when I was in school. I don't know if I remember, you remember that. Right. I didn't really pick up a digital camera until my first digital SLR was uh, the D70. Right. And that was partially motivated because I, I knew that I could theoretically use my old, you know, my dad's old lenses and stuff like that. But that wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Um, I just... Um, I don't even remember which Canon camera I it was I think it was like one of the digital rebels that was around at the time. Sure. And I remember picking it up and holding it in my hand and remember distinctly feeling like what the fuck is this? Right. This feels like they took the interface from the little digital elf camera and stuck it into a big camera. And and the controls didn't apply. It's like no, dude, you can't you can't you can't do that. There's way more stuff that you can do on this big camera that I want controls for that it just didn't have. Right. You know what I mean? I will say um, that, that the D70 and the Digital Rebel are kind of on a different level, those two cameras. It's a little unfair from an entry level standpoint. Two. No, of well, course. But, but back, in, back in 2004 or three, yeah, what was the, the D70 you know, would the, be the equivalent of like a 10D. All right, a 10D, whatever right. it was. I mean, whatever the, whatever the $700 or $1,000. Well, the $700 you know. was the, was the was D70s were only 700 bucks. I want to. Say, it was less than a thousand. Really? I want to say. I want. Maybe it was a thousand. I'd have to look it up. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I, I, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. Um. I guess. Yeah. We DP review would be able to tell us what it originally sure. shipped for. Yeah. But um. I don't sub, know. It's just sub thousand dollars. So it's probably nine ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get a brand. I got it about a year, maybe a year after it it, it was released. Um. Yeah. So it was probably cheaper. But the point. My 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 overall overall point is that I just. I didn't know any. Obviously, I didn't know half the things I knew about cameras or photography at the time, um, and so I was just going with my gut. You know, just going with my how does it feel sure. in my hands instincts. I didn't know about lenses. I didn't know about L glass. I didn't know about you know super super low apertures or anything like that. Yeah. I just I just you know I I felt like you know I'm, I'm going to be holding this thing in my hand and I want it to feel good in my hand and I want the controls to make some sense to me, and it just. I don't know. And the reason I bring it up is because today um, we rented, I just sent all of our Canon stuff off to, uh, off to Canon for service because okay. stuff's gotten filthy. Um, and so I had to pack a shoot today and we were using a 1DS Mark III, just like ours. And uh, we never changed the settings on ours. So I really haven't spent a ton of time monkeying around in the settings you know I, I know how to format cards i know how to you know turn you know adjust the the, the real basic stuff you know make sure that it's shooting in raw sure. you know turn it from auto to manual all that stuff and i i always assumed and knew that it would have the same sort of level of controls and functionality and customize you know customization that any high-end top-end pro camera would like my like my d3 for example but man so i, I start digging around the menus what i wanted to do was I wanted to, to make it, the, the previous user had the camera set up so that the autofocus system um, would kick in when you push the AF button, which is what I wanted. I like that. And they also had it set on the half press for the shutter. Okay. So I was looking for the spot 
in the in the you know in the menus to turn off the autofocus on the half press. I Probably only wanted it custom functions, right? I yeah, something like that. I yeah, and I figured okay, I'll 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 do that. And I spent about five or six minutes going through all of that stuff, and I and I had to put the camera down to go do something else, and I just never got around to figuring it out, dude. It, it I mean, but I dude, I went through every single yeah. menu, every single function, and not one of them like spoke to me and just jumped right out and said, yeah. oh. You know, autofocus options, half sure. press on, half press well, on. It just wasn't there. I will tell you that I have the same feeling when I pick up a Nikon camera. Really? Even taking pictures with your Nikon camera a couple of weeks ago when I went over there, I was like, this yeah. is just a whole other world to me. <laughs> well, yeah. that makes sense because you've had so much time with your camera. Yeah. It felt like I was using a tablet for the first time. I was like, huh? <laughs> they make so much fun of me at work because I don't use tablets, man. I always, yeah. I, I have to, we have... Every every computer at work has a has a Wacom tablet um, yeah. attached to it, and I am a fucking retard with a fucking pen. I, I'm so much faster with a mouse or a trackball or even yeah. a trackpad that I I've learned my lesson now, and I I have to bring one of the you know little puck mice that work with the tablets with me to to someone's desk if I'm going to help them because they don't half of them don't even have mice attached to their computers. Yeah. I hate using a tablet for like browsing the web and, and email and that sort of like people who oh my use God. a tablet all day long. I don't get that at all. That's, that's what these people, well, but you have to understand they spend like 90% of their day in Photoshop. So what are they going to do? Like put the, put the, put the thing down and yeah, I know, find it very awkward ah. when you're doing anything other than Photoshop, but that's, you know, it yeah. took me a long time to get used to a tablet at all. Yeah, I, I can. I didn't I've, like it at first. I've come to terms with it, and I totally get it. And if and when I become a hardcore Photoshop user, mm-hmm. I will totally dive in and, and jump up aboard the the pallet train. But for now, dude, I I don't have time. <laughs> I need to get shit done, and yeah. uh, I you know flailing around like a retard, uh, just as as fun as it is, is uh, is just not productive. <laughs> um, but that's interesting to me that to hear. So, but you didn't? Did you actually? Sp- you so you've spent. Time in, uh, in poking around on a on a Nikon, yeah, modern I mean, but, Nikon, but, but not even the menus. Just just changing white balance and those kinds of things. How you have to hold a button with your left hand and then rotate something with your right. Yeah, that's that, like that. Like t- doing everything with two hands. Yeah, is like what? Why? What if? What if my other hand is holding something else? Well, I'm, how I'm am I nearly, supposed to change the white balance? I'm nearly certain that is a globally changeable. Okay, well, but that's the standard, right? Thing. That's like the normal, that is the standard, right? That is Which the is standard. just like okay, well, I don't always have two hands on the camera, you know? Okay, you know, so there's no, lots of thi- there's lots of things, and and if you come from a machine, a Canon that. You should have two cans on the camera if you want to hold the damn thing still. Yeah, but you know what? There's a lot of times you don't when you're changing settings. The point is that, like, if you come from a camera where you do everything, you press one thing, you press white balance, and then you change the white balance to one that you have to hold something down. It's like it's very holding it down and then rotating something seems really unintuitive to me. I understand. Why should I have to hold it? Shouldn't I be able to press white balance and then rotate the thing? No, you have to hold down that button and rotate the thing. Right. You know, and for that, example, that, and, that, like that seems really yeah, backwards you, to me. But I and, guess and once I you learn t- it, it sounds very, it, you know, it's perfectly reasonable. And know? I think, yeah, you and I are in the exact opposite camps. The, the, your, the, the canon way of pushing it once and then making your adjustment and then pushing it again to turn it off. Yeah. Um, well, that, I just that, hit the shutter button half the way. Oh, whatever. Back into whatever. Yeah. Having, to, having to engage the, the, the adjustment mode and then disengage it um, in, in, in three distinct motions um have you know it seems counterproductive well, it's to me. Only whereas really, you you go in there you change it and then you just move on you don't well, have that's to just, and the way have I to look go at, out you know yeah you do well I it mean, automatically does if you start taking pictures but yeah but you're not always taking pictures what if you're just making you're making a, a number of adjustments before you make the shot <laughs> you, you, just you like tap, i want to change you, my you tap the shutter huh? button <laughs> you know and it pops <laughs> you back out but that's still a, you have to exit you still have to get out of the mode you have to enter the mode make your adjustment and then exit the mode somehow that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but with the, with the, Ni- the Nikon's way of doing it is you enter the mode, you make your adjustment, and then you as press soon as the you... button, you make the adjustment, and then you let go of the button to exit the mode. And then you're done. Yeah, but you don't have to push another button to exit the mode. We don't have you. you yes, push you do. The, you just you, said you either okay, push yeah. the button or you push the shutter button. But that's another. You, that, you push yeah, the shutter button. button like you're going to start taking pictures or you're doing well, something else. Like, don't you ever sit there with your camera and just kind of tap on the shutter button? You know, when you're like bored or waiting or whatever. Hang on, I, I, you dropped. Did I, I drop like said. way out? I'm not there still. Don't I ever what? 
Don't you ever like just hold the hand, camera in your hand and kind of tap the shutter button while you're waiting? Uh, sure. Yeah, like that. It's like it's like it's not it's not another button. It's just sort of like oh, I'm gonna go back to taking pictures. I hear what you're saying. No, I I, I use the shutter button actually. You know what the most frequent the, the the most often whatever most frequent time the time I do that most frequently. I don't know. Yeah, never mind. You know gotcha. what I'm saying. The 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 main usage for that feature of hitting the shutter button to get back is 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 to cancel the um the image review that's 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 the most common right well that's exactly it works that that works the same way too so whenever you want to get out of anything and get back to taking pictures just just tap hit the shutter the, button. half press the shutter right now yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down with you but but it's just it's just it's a different way of looking at it but it's just funny how like you go from one to the other and it feels like a whole other world. But I'm not see now okay so we, we we've definitely covered we we've, we've established that we're on square opposing sides of the uh of the you know control knob yes. you know fence and that's fine. But we still haven't talked about Canon's decision for how they've laid out their menu system. Menu system. Um, oh, well, it's well it's very different now than the ones you're playing with. Uh, from the 5D Mark II and now the the D7 or whatever the 7D yeah. and the and the 50D and or, and all those those are all different, very different. Um, much more like hierarchical and much more like. And you can also set up. Can you do a Nikon where you can like set up pages in the menu system and you can like grab favorites from all over the memory system? Yeah, they, they call yeah. it a my my menu. Okay, there you go. Uh, then- you know, which which honestly is like. 90% of the stuff I need is six things that are on my, like, you know, custom Dude, menu. I lost you again, yeah. man. What's going on here? You said 90-something, and then the, uh, it froze on me. Are you there? Am I there again? No, you're totally here. Okay. Um, uh, the 90% of the time, it's the six things I need. You know, format. No, I, I hear that. Whatever, yeah. Um, you know no, what the one thing I, I do really love that I... Th- I, 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 I will I say, though, hold on a second, is that I rarely ever... I mean, it's rare that I'm dicking around in the menu system you know it's usually if it's something really weird like i need to turn on i don't know like uh autofocus assist led you know infrared things on the flash or some but that kind of that kind of reinforces my point is like ideally you you know you you don't want to nobody wants to spend any more time than they need to dicking around in the menus so so they should make the menus as obvious yeah. and logical as possible so that you could spend the minimum amount of time. And it seems to me, um, and you, you, you can relate to this, man, because you've been using computers and you've, I'm sure you've had to flip dip switches and, you know, do other random t- programmy type things to products that you've used in the past. Like, like opening, you have to like unscrew a panel, you know, plug this thing sure. in to no, put I it into you. program mode and then turn these three little screws, yep, yep. Point, point this one to the seven, you know, point this one to the two, and now it's in English mode or whatever. The point is, it's like, I, I understand, like, you know, how, how that works, but, but it, feels, it feels like the, the engineers at Canon are totally disconnected from, from what the users, you know, want to see or how, how, how it should work. You uh, know? <clears throat> yeah, but maybe, but at the same time, well, I, I don't know that I agree with that. I think that it's just a different way of looking at it, you know. Yeah, it like is I totally said, different. I rarely ever have to go in there, so who cares if you know the one no, time but... every month that I have to go in there to find something it takes me two seconds longer. Big deal. I never go in there anyway. You know. Yeah, I guess so. For, for um, just for, I just felt really lost. It felt really weird because I'm, I'm I consider myself a pretty intuitive. Um, sure. fellow, but again, you know, like someone... I said, if I go into the Nikon menus, it feels really weird, and I'll, I I don't quite understand how that's structured. So it's I really? think it, I think a real part, big part of it is just that what you're used to. It's like if I, somebody I, hands you a, a point and shoot, and it's a Sony, right? You know, versus, and you yeah, go into it, different... and you're like, I have no idea where to find anything in this. You no, know? I know, but but how that's the hell do I change I, you know, the ISO. You know, it's true, but but at least with those, <laughs> I've actually had some experience handling. Um, multiple different vendors and multiple you know generations of point and shoots the point and shoots um, never make any sense to me canon nikon no they Olympus don't or but, otherwise. But, the, but the beauty of them is that they all have like the same five or six basic features you know turning the flash on and sure. off changing yeah. the white balance changing the resolution um that sort of thing and you can pretty much always find it you know that you know you're sure. you're you're, in, you're intuitive enough and you're you're smart enough to find it and so the, that's the same part of your brain that I'm talking about here that uh, – now, I, I, I guess I'm going to have to default to you, to what you said before. 
and, and say that you 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 probably have a point, and it's just that I'm just just plain old not used to. It. But man, here's but the thing: a lot though. of people who but say dude, that Nikon there's other menu cameras though. is better. But you know what? Like honestly, up until the D3, yeah, I would take Canon based on image quality. I don't. We're not talking about Canon. No, no, no. I, I guess no. But what I'm saying is that like up until the D3 came out. The image quality, okay, great. Your menu systems are great, but you can't take pictures in the dark. You know what no, I mean? Like, no, I know, so, but we're not so talking if, about. I'm, yeah, that's not. You know what I'm saying? But I, but like up until then, it wasn't even it wasn't an issue. Like I'd much rather have my camera shoot. For example, if if there was an equivalent Nikon mm-hmm. to mine, mm-hmm. and it was the same price, and it shot at twenty whatever megapixels, twenty two megapixels or whatever mine does, yeah, for twenty five hundred dollars, yeah, would I consider it? Sure. But, sure. Now, I forgot but there to say isn't. the one thing I so was going to say. I, I will take uh, image quality over interface any day. No, I, as as would I, as would I. Um, and I, I mean that's that's really what you should be. You know, you should be choosing your tool based on the the, the, the results result. that it produces, yes. not not the way that the tool looks. Absolutely. Right. Um, and the the thing I was going to say is uh, that one of the one of the really cool features of the five D Mark II that I'm surprised isn't on every camera. Yeah. Uh, is is those is those little the three little presets on the knob, which um, I have never used. <laughs> I just think that's really the cool. little custom one, two, and three things. Yeah, never touched them. Well, shows you shows you what I know. I don't. Well, I no, just, you I, know what it is. It's it's all high. It's all. It's amazing to me. I mean, just like Photoshop, just like computer, just like whatever. The 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 tools that you would use with my camera and the and the features that I use, you know. Some people mm-hmm. love to have lots of, you know, shortcuts all over their computers to like jump between things and whatnot. And then there's other people sure. who like like to keep it really basic and simple and like they'll find their way there if they have to, you know. No, um, it's true. It's fu- no, it's funny. I think those things are there, you know what? I've never even figured out how to use them. Yeah, I tried figuring it out too and I couldn't. <laughs> you know, I, I'm like it, I couldn't get the stuff to stick. I'm like, "How? All right, so I made my settings and now, why, why did it go? Yeah, I, I guess you know what it is? <laughs> I don't change my settings. I mean, the only thing I change really ever are, like, exposure settings and ISO. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything yeah, yeah. else is just sort of how I shoot. So why would I... Uh, you know, I'm sure there are people who change up and they... Like, a wedding shooter? Maybe sure. that's perfect because, oh, no, I have one setting shooters. for no, nighttime I mean, and one setting for whatever. Or, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. One There's setting obvious. when I'm using my flash or, you know... I yeah, just don't not, shoot. Not like to mention that. some of the more technical stuff like um fucking around with the uh, autofocus system, you know, like oh I want the 19 points on this setting and then I only want the 5 points on yeah. this or the yeah. center weighted here and yeah. the automatic For blah, shooters blah, blah. who shoot that yeah. kind of stuff, fan- yeah. you know, I'm sure it's fantastic. You know, no, a lot I, of th- I, the one thing a lot of people bitch about on Canon cameras is not being able to turn on mirror lockup very easily. It's a custom okay. function. But like sure. apparently like the people at DP Review are really upset about it because maybe they're landscape shooters. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I was the the other little argument I was going to make or point that I was going to make. Um, back to um, let's let's forget about image quality for a second and just sure. talk about industrial design. Um, the I, as I might have mentioned, thanks to this this job of mine, I've been exposed to a pretty nice array of new cameras. To me, um, obviously, the Canon stuff is 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 the is the more more common but uh the other system that i've gotten to be pretty good on is the hasselblad h system the h1 and the h2 um and i gotta say man it's a it it feels a little mickey mousey it feels a little simplistic but they did (laughs) i gotta i think they did a better job than canon um on the user interface um and ergonomically speaking uh i would say i would put the hasselblad just above canon before i put i still think nikons feel the best in your hand well personally I, you know the the hasselblad i mean that's that's like comparing a you know ferrari to a honda you know not, well not really dude i mean how much does the h2 cost twenty five thousand dollars no the body with, just oh, the fucking just the body, body. It's a with film, a film it's just an auto no yeah it's an autofocus camera uh, you can get them for about <clears> two grand they are Thirty five, thirty four hundred dollars just for the body. For what? For an H two medium format body, at B and H. They don't make it anymore. Is it brand new? Yes, it is no. a new one. It's an H two F body only. Okay, I don't. 
I don't know what the H2F is. Anyway, well, what I'm, that probably includes a prism, a battery, and a film back, too? Or no? Uh, no, it's body only. <laughs> wow. Maybe I'm looking at the old ones, the used ones. I don't, I don't think they have any letters after them, but I'm not sure. Um, H3 the ones, is the current, right? No, you know, H3 and H4 have b- built-in digital backs. Yeah. Um, Those get... Well, yeah, but like if you're going to say the equivalent of a, of a Canon... It would have to have a back on it, right? Otherwise, it's pretty useless. Yeah, but a film back is not that expensive. Yeah, but a film Canon, the most expensive, even just Canon doesn't even make them anymore. Does Nikon still make the... The F6, yeah. They do. It's, it's pretty sweet, man. It feels amazing in your hand. Yeah, I mean, who, like, who uses that? I don't know. Ken Rockwell. <laughs> Ken Rockwell. <laughs> your favorite. <laughs> um... I, th- I think I take your point is taken, but I think that you are putting aside that, you know, you're just like putting aside image quality. It's like, well, for me, image quality is 90% of it. Yeah, no, I, I hear yeah. that. And I, and I recognize that now. I mean, um, before, again, before I spent as much time as I have in, in the past when I was less experienced, uh, my eye wasn't as well developed as it is now. And I, I couldn't tell the difference between, um, you know, Nikon or Canon or whatever, you know, yeah. I just, it just didn't, didn't really speak to me. But now that I've spent a ton of time researching, experimenting, comparing, um, I can, I've got a pretty good, I would say I'm, I'm 65% accurate at just randomly, you know, we can, we can cruise through a, a bunch of, you know, good looking shots on Flickr and I'll bet you I can guess yeah. the Canon versus Nikon thing. I mean, there's a, there's a look, man. There's just definitely a look to yeah, it. There is. Um, I mean, it's funny though that, I don't know. To me, it's like, especially, you know, if you're shooting and putting stuff online or you're shooting and, you know, printing out eight by tens, like mm-hmm. any of these, ca- like, that's not where you see the limitations. The limitations are when you're like these stupid drabbles prints I'm doing for my show, 20 by 30 inches. Mm-hmm. You're, if, if it's not right, you're going to notice. No, you of know. course, and that's um, that's pushing that's the limits the of, that, of that medium too, man. That's that's a, yeah. I wouldn't. Do, I mean, sh- that's printing twenty by thirty prints from a thirty-five millimeter camera. You know, at that point, you know what you're showing the the limits of the lens actually on my system. Yeah, it's I shot all those no, with the twenty-eight, true. which is not like the best lens ever. It's not. A, yeah, it's not a top end. Even stop down, yeah. it's not sharp. At, at, right. at that point it's not like pixel perfect where some of my other no. lenses like get scary sharp where it's like oh it's like there's a black and white line and it's two pixels next to each other that are black and white you know <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. which is really satisfying because it's like oh okay i get what i asked for which is yeah. which is what i look for in a camera system it's like if i'm out there shooting and then i bring them home and i open them up i want them to look I want the, I want the camera to have given me what I asked it to give me when I was taking the pictures, you know, and that's well, what's important to me. Well, sure. Who who wouldn't want that, dude? Well, <laughs> yeah, but no, but there's a lot of people who would say, yes, that's important. But if I can get ninety percent of what I want, and my camera can shoot faster, or I can get around it faster, or you know, there's a lot of people who choose cameras based on that kind of stuff, you know. I um, guess. You know, I no, think that, it's, it's, I mean, there's people who choose cameras for all kinds of weird reasons. I mean, yeah. I've had some interesting conversations, right? Like I, I um, would, I would use, I don't know the, uh, um, like I, I shoot with my Leica sometimes. Sure. Is that, is that efficient? No, no, that's you not know, why you shoot. Is with it, it easy? No, but the pictures that I get out of it are excellent, you know, or at least right. they, they, it gives me exactly what I want or right. at least exactly what I'm guessing it's going to give me. Um, <laughs> until the film gets back right well yeah well you know what i mean well yeah there's limitations in that but but i think that that those are the kinds of reasons why people used to use leica and hasselblad you know that because they were they were tools on a level above your average 35 millimeter nikon or canon back in the 60s and 70s yeah well i mean the, save for the fact that the hasselblad stuff was medium format Right, right. Yeah, but but it's like, you know, Hasselblad has all of the, all of the settings are on the lens. There's nothing on the body, you know. No, the, the body's, body's a, just box. a box. Yeah, which yeah. is so cool. <laughs> I love that. No, yeah, I th- you take the lens I... off and you go chunk chunk and it like you just look through it, you know. Yeah, um, it's just a simple little square metal box with yeah, a mirror. It's a light tech box, and, you know. And 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 there's mm-hmm. something there's something very like utilitarian about that and I like that, you know. 
I completely agree. I wish I could turn off half of the menus in my Canon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Most of the features, I, I, don't, I don't ever use any, like, I never use anything like that. Even my autofocus is all one shot, you know, where it's not constantly updating. Right. And Con- center point. Right. I don't use any of the other points. You know? Yeah. No, of course. I mean, if you think about it, I've seen a ton of shooters who work that same way. The way the old, you know, using what I call the spot meter method. I just love watching it, you know, is what, you know, you see the person with, with their, you know, camera in their hands and they're, they have the, you know, the camera up to their head, uh, up to their eye. And then they point the camera at one thing and then they, and then they actually recompose their, yes. their image. And, you know, that's the way you, with the built-in meter back in the old days, that's the way you used to calculate your exposure. You know, that, you, know you, you use the cam- camera's built-in meter, you point it at the... At Something the dark neutral. spot or the yeah. or the bright spot or whatever, and then you you make your adjustment and then you compose. Yeah, and I've seen people do that. You know, nowadays you don't really need to do that with the meter, uh, although there's still people who do. Um, and yeah, then you can set it up like that. Although I yeah. don't. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not as common um, since you have so much latitude with the yeah. raw file these days. A lot of times um, when I'm shooting too, I'll I'll shoot in aperture priority or in program, and yeah. I'll just use exposure compensation up and down. You know. Yeah, a lot of people do that. I, I personally... Let the camera do the... The work that the camera is good at doing, let it do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The stuff that it's not it's... good at doing, you do, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, um, I don't know, but I, you know what it is, too? It's like, I, and this isn't... This is just a thing. I, The way that I use a camera and the way that you use a camera, I don't know, maybe we look at it differently, you know? Uh, it's, we never really talked about it. Well, I mean, you, you have said before, it's like, it's the process of taking the pictures are more important than the pictures for you. Yeah. That, that kind of, that's a good way to come around to what I was saying earlier before. And, um, you know, just to sort of, uh, reiterate that point for, for me, the, the, the part of it that means that, that means the most to me, at least now, and maybe it'll change, um, is is the is the is the is the now is the doing you know um i you know i, I like i i mean I, I could even go so far as to say that that you know a print for me um or or the final image not even doesn't even have to be a print like the actual output of the of the camera um is like a receipt you know it's just sort of like a it's the skin the snake skin or whatever you know it's yeah. like it's um and it, i'm not saying it's bad or whatever i mean it's totally cool and i i totally get that but for me, when you ask me what 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 was the most significant aspect of the entire experience, you know, was it the final product? Was it the fact that that thing's hanging on the wall and looks really cool, or was it the fact that I got to go to that place, hang out with those people, and do that thing? For me, it was it was the it's the latter. I like sure, and, and I I love the experience, but you know, like like this travel show I put together, like, what, did the experience of taking the pictures was that great? Yes, but. At the end, I have these big prints on the wall somewhere, and that is sort of the final product. You know, this is sort of like the diploma at the end of the school, you know? Right, exactly, dude. And I, I can't even tell you where my diplomas are, because <laughs> I could give a shit. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I mean, I have no idea where mine are either, actually. But, but, you, <laughs> no, understand, but the, you understand what yeah. I'm trying to say. I, I guess, I don't I, know. It's like, I want that, it, the whole point of me doing it is to have that, to prove that I can make that thing out of nothing. And there is the thing standing, sitting there on the wall. You like the proof. I, I hear that. You, you, you like the, you know, that's the same reason I, I have a friend who's a musician and he could care less if, um, if that got caught on tape or not. You know, he's like, fuck it, dude. That was awesome. That was the best time I've ever played that song. It's like, oh, did you get on tape? I don't fucking care. That felt great. That sounded great. I knew it was great. Whoever was paying attention might have, might also be able to agree with me, but that's, that's my take on it. If, if it yeah. made it cool, if not, no worries. Then there's you know, the guy then, who only cares about the recording. Exactly. Then the, then there's the guy who's like, oh my god, if it, if I don't have it on you know video and photo, and someone didn't write down and transcribe every word of it, it doesn't. Right. I might as, why did I even bother doing it? Yeah. You know, I don't think <laughs> so. I'm I don't think I'm on either end of that spectrum because there's plenty of stuff that I shoot that I never print. Um, sure. Well, but that's because printing is expensive. It, it is. Time. But you know, it's funny. I have I have a lot of fancy friends who are just like you know what it's the the print is your final product like you should have a print and 
it's just a different way of looking at it, I guess. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, I, I might go so far as to say that one of that was one of the things that I I, I must have realized this or, or subconsciously really really low level. One of the reasons I was so um, inclined, or it was so much easier for me to depart to put the camera down back in the '90s when I was in school. Because uh, you know, as you know, I mean, I brought my camera to. I went to you know an art school, yeah. which had a photo department, and you actually there was had no a lot reason... more training than I ever did. Well, I had the potential to get the training. <laughs> I didn't actually take any of the photo classes or use it, but I had the. It was at my footsteps, man. I could have done it, but what wound up happening was I got I got distracted or seduced or you know uh, attracted by by the instant gratification and the experience of the technology stuff, man. Yeah. I, I just loved. Uh, I, I you know. I just liked the fact that I could do these things. You know, I, it's like the live, I guess you could call it almost like the live performance. Yeah. You well, know? it's funny because um, I was, I, I had lunch last week with another photographer who used to shoot a lot for uh, uh town and country and that kind of stuff. She was a big magazine shooter. Uh-huh. And uh, she was saying how she used to do duo tones in the, in the, uh, dark room. Oh, and she had just yeah. bought, she just ordered a new Mac pro and I told her I'd help her set it up and get everything going and teach uh-huh. her how to do stuff. Cause she's never owned a real digital camera, like a modern digital camera. So there's like mm. a whole new world. Wow. Her. She shoots film. Cool. Um, but like I said, you know, we were talking about the fact that, you know, how much of a pain in the ass it is to do this kind of stuff and whatever it is. And she's like, yeah, but you know, but then you get, you, you, you don't have to worry about the problem of additioning things because each one is an individual thing and they're none of them are alike when you're doing duo tones, you know, like they're never going to be exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and that there's something to say for that, which there is, you know, and I was thinking actually of doing a series where I took pictures I made five prints and then I delete all the files. So the prints are the only remaining thing. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I, I went to a gallery show and a guy had these really, really crazy cool platinum prints on the wall of, of these trees in the forest. Yeah. And I said, and they're all one of a kind, right? I said, how did you do those? And he says, I shot it digitally. I said, how the hell did you make platinum prints from a digital picture? And what he did was he print, he, he inverted it in Photoshop, made a negative Printed it on transparencies and then went into the thing and used that as a negative in the in the <laughs> dark room to make platinum contact prints. And I was that like, that sense. is so cool. I mean, of course it makes sense, you know, after he told me it. But I was like, that is so fucking cool. Like, that's, you, know, you know, that's how you ever you ever get a chance to play around with an old school image setter. Uh, Do you remember what those things yeah, are? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They used to make film plates with them yep. um, way back in the in the early, early days of uh Digital prepress, yep. um, you know, advertising in newspapers and shit. Uh, you know, Agfa and all these other Heidelberg, all, you know, these big name companies would make these fantastic machines that would literally do exactly what you're saying, man. They they they'd interpret. They, they would they would actually go so far as to interpret postscript. They yeah. could actually take. They they were like basically like laser printers that would that would run, you know render out plates of film. You know, which you do you you obviously do in your separations for you know your four different colors or however many spot colors or whatever you wanted to do. But uh, I remember the first time that process clicked in my head and I was like, Oh my God, that's fucking magic. That's brilliant. You know, <laughs> you're, you're basically, cause that's, think about it. That's, you know, if you know anything about the history of, 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 of print, um, that, that's, that's like, that's just, that, that blew my brain away. You know, I just love the way, you know, the way that they use the technology to, yeah. to trick it like that. But it's funny how at the time that was all very revolutionary. And then, that goes by the wayside eventually because something better comes along and then people get nostalgic over the thing that was once revolutionary, you know, like, yep. it, I mean, it always happens. Yeah. It's yeah. fashion right there. It's fashion it's just, retro. It's just really, vintage. really, it's, it's funny. It's like people who, you know, really love people who do shows with pictures they took with like really crappy one megapixel digital cameras from, you know, 1998 and, they're using it for artistic effects now when all we could think was to get away from that at the time, you know? Well, look at, look at the craze, the current craze of, um, iPhone photo apps. Uh, How many, there's probably what, five dozen of these little, you know, Polaroid, you know, Holga, Lomo. Gotta love the hipstamatic. What all that shit. I mean, it's, you know, I can't, I can, I can, can't even tell you how many of my friends, hell, I've got a handful of them too. I mean, I don't really use them that often. But uh, but yeah. that's people dig that. That's I've in style one right for now for sure. Android called Retro Camera or something like that. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, yeah, same kind of thing. It's just it's interesting. It, it's the this the way you look at taking pictures dictates how you interact with the tools. I think, and I think that you and I, a lot of our differences in the way we interact with our tools has to do with what we're trying to accomplish. Right, and I think for me, I come at it um, a little bit. Well, th- th- I have a, there's a personal side, and then there's the professional side, where personally, I don't really fucking care. You know, I I I I, I go with the thing that feels that feels the best to me. Right. But professionally, if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, man, I got these. Here's here's my problem. Here's my photographic problem that I need you to help me solve." We will we will choose the right you know the right tool whether it feels right or not you know to get the to get the the result that they want right yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. you know I th- the way I figure it is that if anybody looks at my work they're not going to know what I use to make it you know what I mean that's what, like, that's, that's what you're the, going for well no I'm just saying that like that that's a fact you know you know if somebody looks at my portfolio they're not going to yeah. know you know whether or not the camera I used was ergonomically whatever to me. It's like the only thing they see is the image quality. Oh, so of course, that's the only. Or thing not even Matt- not not even the image quality. They they see the whatever the emotional effect of the images to yes. them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know that image quality is is as 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 much as it pains me to say that's a, that's yet another. Perce- I mean, that's the same thing as saying. You know, some some people can't tell if a song is in tune, dude. True. <laughs> you know, no, true. You know, they can't tell if if an image is yeah. sharp. You know, but they can tell if they like the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, you know, there, oh, but there is words such mean, thing as a image being sharp and a song being in tune. Whether or not person A can tell the difference doesn't mean that that attribute doesn't exist in a in a, an objective way. No, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing the the yeah. existence. I'm arguing the the, the intention and the, the actual perception. Sure. I'm, sure. You know. Yeah, but luckily so, you know, they see everything wrong, arguably. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they're seeing everything equally wrong or equally right, so yeah. there's still a basis of comparison. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is when the people uh, who have those issues are also the ones with the money. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm dealing with right now. So we'll get into that some other time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, time to go to bed. Yeah, it is getting late. Uh, thank you, Dan. Sure. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you later.